0: Good, man. How you doing?
1: Pretty good. Uh, just watching this baseball game. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the same things happen. Right. Yeah. J- JT Quinn is really good. He has really good yep. stuff, but he throws his stuff too straight right yep. now.
0: Yeah, that's it. You just got to keep throwing him out there, man. Let him figure that thing out. Let him keep logging innings. He's going to be really good for us once he gets that experience and actually learns how to pitch.
1: You know, that
0: hook though, man. Oh man, it's it's good. good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, that'll yeah. play. Yeah, I think the thing that impressed me last week was how good his changeup was. That's what really started working for him last week when uh when he pitched Tuesday for us. Okay.
1: Man. Um well where do you want to start? Do you want to start on Big Ten Plus? Dude, I I heard
0: a lot about the uh Big 10-plus this weekend. uh, There didn't seem to be
1: a whole lot of folks happy about it. I did see some clips of it and all. (laughs) Yeah, this is the situation. I think people are really upset because this gives them an idea of how other people outside of the South handles college baseball. Yeah, that's it. And and it's got to be upsetting because – Apparently there were three students up there with the camera, and they couldn't follow the baseball. Yeah,
0: yeah. The and, I never saw where a single and, home
1: run landed. Yeah, and but somebody was coming on Twitter's like that was a home run. It was like, how can you? Tell?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's that kind of goes to your point though. Like it's it's definitely different down here in SEC country, or just the South in general with with college baseball, right? Everybody's so into it. And, and you can tell as we put so much more money into it than any other conference or really any uh, er, or region of the nation. You know, it's, everybody's so locked into it down here, and that's what makes it great here.
1: All right. Well, if something happens during the baseball game, don't worry, anybody, everybody. We will, we will let you know what's going on yeah. as well. Um, we have it on the background, but let's let's change gears a little bit because rumors started happening that either Ole Miss went to see Chris Beard or Chris Beard was in Oxford and nobody shot those rumors down. And it feels like this is pretty far down the road, doesn't it? Yeah, that's that's kind of what, what makes you think that it
0: is far down the road. Like I said, nobody shot it down, and quite frankly, nobody's even tried to shoot it down, right? Like if if Keith and, and Boyce and them wanted this thing dead, it could be dead already. And, you know, when it starts going, you know, over 24 hours like this – uh and then you get the rumor coming out about him meeting, you know, either in Oxford or outside of Oxford or wherever it was. There seems to be some dispute about that. But, yeah, I, I definitely think we're we're pretty good ways down the road with him. And, you know, there's a really good chance. Like, I, I don't know who else you would say would be the favorite to be hired at this point, Right no i think
1: chris beard is absolutely like the favorite 90 percent favorite to get this job to the point where if it's anybody besides chris beard it's going to be a letdown at this
0: point exactly almost like a disappointment because you're expecting it at this point Mm -hmm. and then nobody that you're going to hire is going to live up to to the name that chris beard is right now
1: right and not not even a little bit so it'll be interesting to see i think um Let's see. I think it was Rebel Grove, the Oxford Exxon podcast, something like uh-huh. that. But they did. They were talking about that as well as about how this this could be a disappointment and make yeah. it to where the next guy could be really good and have no chance to succeed. Yeah. So no, knowing that the administration knows that and the administration is going down that road and still are not shooting this down mm-hmm. lets me know this has. Well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right.
0: Absolutely right there, and look, that'd be a big hire for Ole Miss too, right? I mean, there's the obvious stuff in his background and all, but I mean, it's from a straight resume standpoint, I mean, when when have we ever been able to, to hire a coach that has these kind of credentials?
1: We didn't ever. The most credentialed coach I think Ole Miss has ever hired is probably Kermit. Yes.
0: Yeah, right. So. Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, it could be a big deal here in Oxford, though. We'll we'll see if it ends up happening, though. Obviously, nothing's done yet.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, it, yeah. We'll we'll see exactly how this goes. Um, they got a, got out of the second inning without giving up another run, okay. so that's good. To, yeah. Well, um, Fred Clark committed to the football team today. Mm-hmm. He is a two hundred and thirty five pound linebacker. Honestly, he's the same size and about the same skill set. He plays real similar. Yeah. To Jordan Lockhart, which makes me wonder if this wasn't a Pete Golding preference, since the other guy created, um, he committed to um, Chris Partridge.
0: Yeah, yeah, very well could be. You know, uh, these guys definitely have the type right. Like the, you, you can tell Pete Golding going out there, and he he has something in mind that he's trying to put together out there from a a, a linebacker standpoint in particular.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and it's. It, Really, really interesting. I was going to talk to John Garcia. I already had it scheduled because a little inside baseball for everybody. I have to schedule with John Garcia the Monday before I record with him, which is usually on Friday. And whenever I do it, I need to put my I have to put my topics down for him so he can make sure that's the reason he sounds so yeah. good because yeah, it's not blind going into mm-hmm. it. And um, one of the ones I put down was Fred Clark, and 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 the, I forget his name, the kid from South Canola. Uh, both of those were my talking points, and we were doing that show, and then we were talking. It's like which kid from Mississippi is going to commit first? Who is going to be the first commit? Because I was, I thought it was going to be um, what's his name, Jeremy Clark, the kid from California. Uh-huh. Uh, and I heard other things, and then this kid pops up, and is like, man, if he would have just waited, I could have had John. Um, <laughs> do something ahead of time with yeah. that you know that's unlucky but uh, either way I do think he's a good um, linebacker he's a thumper he's real similar to Jeremiah Jean Batiste tomorrow's um tomorrow's video tomorrow's show um, we actually have highlights of him
2: hmm.
1: on the show in the third segment nice and and you know, he's a thumper. He's a hitter, and he's a true middle linebacker type. But at that size, I do wonder if he's going to keep growing because anytime you have a seventeen-year-old kid, yeah. there's a chance that, that two thirty-five turns into two sixty.
0: Yeah, you know, right? yeah. Would you know that that'd be fine too, though, right? You know, you, Pete Pete Golden can do something something with that, especially that kind of
1: athleticism. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks like a really good player. Yeah. Okay. And tomorrow's show, also, everybody, tomorrow's show is going to be r- really good, honestly, because our first segment of the show is all about whether or not Ole Miss is making a hill turn.
0: <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> that was a really good um, thumbnail you had there. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and basically, we go back to, uh, Coarco just knocked the hell out of the ball. There's a beer show. Nice. Dude, he has been playing uh, so Good. Yeah. We we talk about um, Portal King and Lane King, but um, these transfers for this baseball team. have just been
0: crushing it. Yeah. Just just amazing. Yeah, Yeah, Helman Groff has been
1: unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I was – at the beginning of the season, I was like, okay, you have Elko, you have Graham, and you have Bench, and you have to replace their production. Mm -hmm. How is this going to happen? And here you go. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's how you do it. And and let – Legier's
0: not even hitting the ball well. No, 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 he's not. Even, but Chetigny's hitting it so yeah. well for us. And he's still moving yeah. up the lineup a little bit. I I really like Chetigny at the bottom of the lineup. I want him to be in that nine hole to be able to get on base for us ahead of Gonzalez and Groff and all. You know, I want the guy that's going to be on base for those guys there at the bottom of the lineup. So maybe we'll see Chetigny start moving back down a little bit if he keeps hitting.
2: I know that's yeah, weird to
0: hear somebody move down the lineup because they're hitting, but I think that's why you put guys like Gonzalez and Groff at the very top of it. You want guys at the bottom of the lineup that can get on so they can drive them in.
1: Well, I want somebody hitting that nine hole to protect Will Furness. Right. My boy. Yeah, that's
0: right. Again, Peyton get mm. getting back in the nine hole. Yeah. Come on now. Let's let's get this thing rolling, Stephen. We're going to talk yeah. it into existence. Seriously.
1: We're, yeah, we're,
0: we're going to will it to happen. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, Furnace, though, you, you can tell that's who Mike prefers there at the DH spot, though, right, as many at-bats as he's getting. You know, You usually you see us mix it up so much, and we have, you know, seen Udermark and a little bit of Taiwan Malone, but Will Furnace is getting the bulk of those at-bats so far in the non-conference for us.
1: Yeah, um, and it's I think it's ready because he knows eventually before Vanderbilt hits here, curveballs, yep. you know, curveballs are going to oh, show yeah. up and they – Want to adjust to that before SEC yep, play? Yeah, that's right. So. Throw him
0: out there as much as you can, and I mean, the kid's got such a good swing on him too. You know, if he if he kind of figures it out, like, well, like Alderman really to to even a, a lesser extent. You know, Alderman had so much trouble hitting anything that wasn't straight his first year in limited plate appearances. And Will the the contact teammates is just
1: always so hard. That's why it reminds me of Alderman. Yeah. Yeah, even when it's a out, it's a loud yeah, out. Yeah. So um, my major league baseball adventure is continuing Friday. I've got the Tigers and the Yankees. Oh,
0: nice! The Evil Empire.
1: Uh huh. Never seen the Yankees play, so I get a chance to do that. And that's you know I used I've lived in D.C. like, and Philadelphia. I've had major league baseball. right? Yeah. Uh, but I've never seen the Yankees play, so it'll be nice to to see what's going on. There you go. Um, and um, because I'm going all in on my Major League Baseball fan, <laughs> because I'm a lifelong Detroit Tigers fan as of about seven days ago. and
0: And, and you've been the biggest Tigers fan for
1: those seven days. Yeah, uh, without a doubt. I've watched literally every one of their spring training games. I've
0: until. never seen so many Detroit Tiger tweets on my timeline in the last week. That's that's right. I, I'm completely all in.
1: And I bought myself uh, – I forget whether it's an Alan Trammell or a Kirk Gibson um, batting practice. Jersey. Oh,
0: man, I hope it's Kirk Gibson.
1: I, I think it's 23. I think it's Gibson. Nice. Um but I got that, and um, I'm hoping that it comes in before Friday so I can wear it to the Man,
0: yeah, that would be awesome.
1: They got a lot of
0: good uh, young players
1: there in Detroit, too. yeah, just one yard. My
0: man. Move him to the nine hole. Come on. <laughs> Get him where you need him.
1: Uh, but, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. And like I said, I've got the extra innings feature yeah. Um, currently on MLB TV and honestly I just have games on in the background Uh like it could be the Phillies and the Astros or or the Pirates and the Blue Jays which I I can't the one thing that is absolutely that has held over from my pre-strike feelings is I hate the Toronto (laughs) Blue Jays I do not know why Mm. but I just look at them and it's like you just throw up in your mouth I don't know what it's for. I don't know why it is. Well, look, it—it sounds like
0: you might have had a little Braves in your heart, and you didn't know about it after that
2: ninety-one
0: <laughs> series, wasn't ninety or ninety-one, whatever that was, with stinking Joe Carter, and that—that yeah, yeah. just kind of lingered with you until the strike, and you said you were done after that. So I think there's a little Braves in you, and you just don't know it.
1: Well, there might be, but it's gone oh, now. Come
0: on, man, do not do that.
1: No, this—this this is how I decided to pick my team that I was going to watch. And I, I put out a big tweet all about it and said that. But I decided that I could not be interested in the teams I was interested in before 1994, before I quit watching. So, no Cubs, no White Sox. Yeah. Um, I decided that I could not glory hunt, which means no Braves, no Yankees, no Astros, no Phillies, I'm, Um. Th- those teams, no Cardinals. I'm so
0: happy to be in that category because if this would have happened like six years ago then you would have been a Braves fan because we
1: (laughs) weren't near glory hunting. And and they kept going. It's like, well, nobody, the team cannot be in the Pacific or mountain time zone. So that eliminated all them. because, you know, the Eastern time zone, I can't deal with the four hour difference. (laughs) Uh, They had to have spring training in Florida because I want to be able to every now and then go see a game. And it would make sense that I would I would have picked like Tampa Bay and Miami, but regular season baseball that can get expensive. Yeah. So extra innings is a little bit less expensive than that. Yep. And so so they were out as well. So I left with me with like five teams and um, New York and Baltimore, and the Washington Nationals were out because I lived there uh, at one time and didn't get into yeah, them.
2: And that, that, and yeah. And then that left.
1: Yeah, that left the Detroit Tigers. Um, the Minnesota Twins and the Pittsburgh Pirates, It's the three, three teams, and Detroit's like 15 minutes from my house. So yeah, it's like,
0: "That's one. Let's yeah, do it." Yeah, and mm-hmm. and not to get on a big MLB tangent here, but you talking about not being able to pick Miami and Tampa Bay? I mean, wouldn't wouldn't they be blacked out on the extra innings anyway? Because of how close you are?
1: Uh, they would be blacked out, but I would be able to get them in my normal cabinet. Cabin
0: oh, okay. Search. See, that's. That's yeah. the thing that kills but me.
1: But Tampa Bay is the only – believe it or not, Tampa Bay is the only one that's blocked that Man,
0: that's, that's the thing that kills me about MLB, man. Like, you, you actually take games away from your audience. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to you're, – you're having so much trouble growing the sport and, and you go off and do that. I mean, it just blows my mind that they do that.
1: Yeah. I know this is supposed to be an Ole Miss space and we went off on a Detroit Tigers tangent, and, but <laughs> – yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry it, about that. It happens. It's fine. Yeah. I, I know that the Tigers beat the Birds today like 16-3. to 3.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's all that. Put a whooping on them.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready, getting fired up. I think they play the Nats tomorrow. But, yeah, like I said, every home game I watch mainly because all these spring training games are at 1 o'clock and I'm at home. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm either recording the podcast or doing, so I have to have something on in the background. Yeah. And most of these spring training games in Florida are at one o'clock. So, yeah, you know, I've seen the Red Sox actually have a little green monster at their spring training facility. Yeah, That's yeah, I saw cool. you talking about that. That's pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, and the Red Sox, the Red Sox used to be in Winter Haven, where I am.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, say, as soon as I get this internet hooked up out here, I've got some tvs here that, 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 that i will not miss an sec baseball game again well they're on. yeah yeah i'm i'm gonna hammer through that man well
1: you, i i'm proud for you man i re, i really am
2: yeah yeah finally.
0: hey
1: dalen you, you there buddy
2: yeah i'm here can you hear me steve
1: yeah, I can. I I, I saw that um, while we were talking that you accepted the speaker, so you had to sit through all that Detroit Tigers <laughs>
2: stuff. Sorry, right, You're good, man. No, y'all are good. I love me some baseball. I'm a I'm a big Cardinals fan, uh, but I love baseball. You, I enjoy some baseball talk so any time of the week.
1: Well, Dalen uh, is going to be our guy going to the second, third, and fourth open Saturday practice this spring, and he's going to report on the quarterback competition and everything that's going on. So, if you're not able to make it, he is going to be the person that can handle that. We are still looking for somebody to go on that first practice. So, if you want to be that person, we can put you on the radio. We can put you on the show as well. So, Dale, let's see. Last time you ran two weeks ago, you talked about Will Wade, and he seems to be the only candidate that's been like. Debunked. He's completely out of it.
2: Uh, what's your thoughts? It, it's weird because I enjoy, you put out that graphic earlier uh, today about I think it's tomorrow's show about how we're we're turning heel and we're going the other way and it, it's it's things that what are we trying to accompany with with this program and people have asked me. You guys just build a new arena, and it's it's what only nine thousand. I'm like, Oxford, Mississippi doesn't need anything bigger than that. Until we get some, we have to start somewhere to grow into that. I think nine thousand is great, and we can have all these debates about how we feel about Chris Beard, la da la da la, this and that. But at the end of the day, what do we want for this program? What do we want as old Miss fans? Uh, and we want to win, and. I'm, I'm not going to say I sit here and agree with whatever has happened and what he's done lately, um, but that's not my job to to make that decision. Keith Carter's going to look at all the options and he's going to come to the conclusion, which, he's, which he thinks is, is what is best for the school, and I think he's done a great job in handling athletics since he's been here, and so I'm sure he'll he'll do what's best for this program, and we just want to see some winning basketball, as we've seen with the girls' side, and I'm sure the men's is capable as well.
1: Yeah, and if anybody needs a roadmap for how the basketball program needs to be, it's Coach yeah. I mean, she's done a phenomenal job. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing what she has done. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, we are an innocent until proven guilty culture. Um, Jake Crane talked about that whenever he was on the show, um, even though it doesn't sound like that from time to time. If something happens, something happens, and his career is over if anything else happens, his career is over. I think that needs to be taken into account as well. Um, Because we didn't hear about anything before that, and nothing has come out from before that. So maybe it was just an isolated incident. Maybe it was a weird situation. Who knows? Yeah. But it's not something that I I do not think that that one – Fifteen-minute period needs to define him for the next twenty years, especially when we don't know what happened.
2: Exactly. That's just my opinion on that. And, and I agree with that. and It's scary too because you want to find a coach as quickly as possible so we can, you know, try to get some recruits back that we've lost. So we can, you know, start recruiting to fit that coaching style. But you also don't want to jump into something really quickly and then not know everything about what's going on without a lot of detail, so you just gotta but I'm, like I said, I'm, I believe Mr. Carter's handling to the best of ability.
1: Yeah, it's a situation where this is what I honestly just think is going to happen and if they were smart, which they are um, they would do this and that is the clock will start ticking the moment that the bench basketball team is out of the SEC tournament and they will name a new coach either the day before the first four or the day before the um, actual second round of the NCAA tournament and just let that thing have 10 hours of news cycle and then basketball games taking over. And you probably won't even hear about it again until the season starts. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's kind of a good thing about doing it right now because you have the NCAA tournament to to cover the new cycle, like you said. You know, you just let that thing run its course, do that thing, and, you know, before you know it, it's going to blow over for a little while until the season starts, then they'll probably start it back up again.
1: Yeah. And, by the way, I just just hate Adidas uniforms. (laughs) My goodness. Bad, huh? Yeah, do you know those knockoff soccer jersey that they sell that was made in China? That kind of <laughs> looks like your favorite European team club.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. what
1: Southern looks like. They're wearing tonight. It almost looks like a Southern Miss jersey, but not quite.
0: Yeah, they're, they're still licking their wounds, Stephen. Okay, this is this is a big deal to them. Yeah,
1: yeah and, uh, at least they scored a run. That's more than I can say. The Super Regional, right? That's
0: right. That is exactly right. I had too much fun that weekend.
1: Yeah, whenever I saw that, I, I I I did as well. I knew that was going to be difficult. I had um one of the writers or one of the podcasters for Southern Miss came on my show and talked about everything. He's a great guy, good guy. Um, but you know, it's just kind of funny to see how Ole Miss is just completely. Ole Miss and State were just completely beat down on Southern Miss, and they were just resigned.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. it, it yeah, it's,
1: it's it's like, hey, yeah, yeah, whenever, yeah dude, I, you
0: know. I remember the the regional weekend after we had won the uh, or when LSU and Southern Miss were playing on that Monday to see who advanced to the Super Regional. You know, dude, I, I wanted LSU mm-hmm. so bad, and I I don't know why because it was so so much fun beating Southern Miss, but. I wanted LSU in the box for a super regional, dude. That would have been so much fun.
1: And and it would have been, but you wanted them because Ole Miss swept LSU.
0: Well, yeah, of course I did. And,
1: and you did, and you didn't want them because Ole Miss looking, losing to Southern Mississippi yep. would be just another example of <laughs> that happened. That's why you wanted. Yeah, that. that's.
0: There's probably a little bit of truth to that, but.
1: There's a lot of demons that got exercised that week. There was a
0: lot of demons got exercised that summer. I mean, he just
1: ran through yeah. one after another after another. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, all, all that they needed to do was just get t- – if they got Texas or or Virginia, but if they'd gotten Texas in the college oh my god, they'd almost got the whole yeah.
0: set. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Makes me wish I would have rooted for Texas harder if I knew how it was all going to play out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that that would have all, that would have been the better situation if Texas was in the national championship game instead of Oklahoma.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll give you that, but I'm 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 still going to take what I ended up getting out of it though. It was a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you sh- you should. Yeah.
1: It's fantastic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think it's so interesting though the like how we thought of last year's team going into sec player like first couple weeks of it and then looking back on this one we're kind of in the same spot like what are we going to do with pitching and then you Mm -hmm. know you you look up and you know this this might be mike's master plan right just just holding hunter elliott until halfway through the sec schedule and then throwing him in there and just going to win national championships that's what he did last year yeah, they,
1: by the end of Sonya it just kind of clicks with it on um, this year. Right. It could be Hunter Elliott instead of Dylan Delusha. Yeah,
0: Yeah, then Saunier takes over for Elliott. You know, we just we just ride this thing all the way to, to going back-to-back again. So, Of
1: course, of course um, out there, Delucia just throwing frisbees up there, just becoming unhittable. They need a statue of that. Dude,
0: I'm, I'm telling you, that game against Arkansas to clinch the spot in mm-hmm. the championship, that was the best pitch game I'd ever seen in my entire
1: life. Oh yeah, it was the greatest performance yes. in Ole baseball history. It's not close. You, you can talk about Pomerantz against Western Kentucky, which, which no. was
0: incredible, and in, in its own, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. But, no. but dude, that what what he did that day. I remember standing up in the living room, starting in the eighth inning. Me and my dad debating was like, "All right, how much do you let him go? What's his leash here? You know, if, if he gets a runner on, are you pulling him? And you know." Every single time we just thought, well, he's just not going to let a runner on. You know, that's just what what it came to. Every got out of that bases loaded jam, he just locked down and he was
1: nails, man. It was awesome. Yeah, but you know, ninety mile an hour frisbees up there oh, yeah. that somehow was rising. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Analytics, man. It's all about spin rates. Yeah,
1: good group. That's, that, that is somebody that is going to do really well yeah, yeah. In, in Major League yeah, Baseball. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, it, actually, it's something to look forward to because Doug Nikhazy will be the Guardian's ace and then Deleucia will be the number two guy. Oh,
1: yeah. Man. How about that? Um, I, let's see. Is Cleveland
0: <laughs> in Florida? Yep. Already got you rethinking your, your lifelong fandom, don't I? No, 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 no. My
1: lifelong fanhood's locked in. I just – I'm also doing this thing where I want to see every Major League team. Yeah. And I was just trying to figure out if Cleveland's down here because I can go see you. Cle- Cleveland's gonna come to Tampa. Oh yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, the um the Tigers open the season with Tampa and they also go to Miami this year. Oh. So I might be able to check Miami off. Of there you this. go. So I might might go down there for that. Yeah. one Cuz that's at the end of July. That like right before camp starts. Oh nice. Yeah, it's
0: uh it's kinda interesting how it's kinda panning out with I mean of of course Ole Miss always has good pitching, but there's a lot of really good young pitchers in, in uh minor leagues right now for Ole Miss that, that can make an impact with Delusia and Casey there in Cleveland. Uh I saw you talk about Taylor Broadway the other day. Mm-hmm. With the uh, the Red Sox, and you got Gunnar and he got traded to the A's, and you know what they always do with pitchers out there, man. And, I mean, it's you could see a lot of rebel pitchers in the majors before
1: too long. Yeah, um, and I'm gonna tell you that that kid that started from Baltimore. Oh yeah, oh oh my yes,
0: God, he's he's number one <laughs> pitching prospect in baseball.
1: <laughs> he just. He just stood up on the rubber, and he's like, I'm going to throw the ball 98 on yep. the black with Moose. That's right. <laughs>
0: yeah, he uh, – I think he got a cup of coffee last year for, for his first taste of major league action, and then he ended up either getting sent down or maybe they did it so late in the year that they kept him up. I can't remember. But, yeah, he's he's absolutely dominated, folks, for the past two, three years in minors.
1: Yeah, that catcher was something that's pretty special. I can't pronounce his last name.
0: Rench uh, uh, Rentschler. R- 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 Adley. Rush. Yeah. He was on that Oregon state team that lost like three games all year or something like that, but did not win yeah, he, the national he, championship.
1: <laughs> yeah. He was um, just killing the ball. And that shortstop, the shortstop's another prospect that's in the, like in the top Yeah, five. Yeah.
0: Gunnar Henderson, I think,
1: I think his name. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that, he, that guy honestly looked like a more athletic. Yeah. Yeah. Player.
0: He's, he's that's incredible. That. Uh Yeah. And I think Gray's actually in Astros' camp this year, too, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, they're down in West Palm yeah. Beach. So I don't see that much of them uh, because the teams that are in South Florida and the teams that are in Central Florida, they don't they don't mix very I got
0: much you. with the way the new scheduling yeah, is. He supposedly had a pretty good year down there in the minors with them. Maybe somebody else you see up here before long. I need to make it down to Biloxi so I can see Thomas Diller just – crank some nukes out of that place is what I mean.
1: Dick. <laughs> the blocks he shot. Well, um one thing that I just missed out on and I didn't know about it because at that point I was not a lifelong Tigers fan. Uh, but apparently Jackson Joe pitched with them there last year.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. That is who did
1: him. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's the number one prospect in the organization. Yeah.
0: Boy, could you imagine Let Job up. with Elliot and Delusia last year? My, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Woo.
1: So this has turned into a Detroit Tigers space, so thank you very much for it. <laughs> we're, we're, we're mixing in Rebel prospects. Yeah, in Rebel prospects. Yeah. Uh, you, got, you got two on. There's in the bottom of the third for, I think, Kalarko. Okay. Just, I mean, he the ball he, he had out of the park was another one that didn't get thirty feet off dude, the it's, ground.
0: It's a damn beach ball for him right now. He doesn't miss anything.
1: Yeah. But it's, it's they're impressive. They, they, this baseball team, this is the best. This Ole miss baseball offense is, is the best offense I've seen in the BB core bat era. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's there's no doubt about that, man. It's so deep, top to bottom.
1: Because um, I remember Justin Henry and Chris Coglin and all of those guys. That, that, that was just a different time. That was, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Dude, Brian Petway could put a charge into one with those bats.
1: Yeah, yeah. That it was, it was, was just a different time. Yeah. But th- these guys, these guys are legit.
0: Yeah. Dude, Here's I I just come across this set here on uh, Twitter from David Eckhart about uh, Ethan Groff and Anthony Calarco. Through uh-huh. 12 games, plus the two-and-a-half innings tonight, they're hitting 400 with 22 walks slash hit-by-pitches, 36 RBIs, 12 extra base hits, and five home runs this year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, and and you wonder, yeah, that's how you replace Kevin yep, Grant, that's it. Tim Elko, and Justin
0: Bench. Man, that is that's Unbelievable. Bases loaded with two out they're, now.
1: Yep. Yeah, the, the the U.S.M. went to their uh, their second pitcher. He's about to get yanked, I think. <laughs> Either that, or they're gonna say don't mess it up. Because if I'm not mistaken, who's hitting after Clarko? Uh,
0: after Clarko, that would be um, uh, Chatigny, right? Since he's moved up. Yeah.
1: No, McCants hits before Shatner. Oh, does he? Okay, okay so McCann. Yeah. yeah. Well, the pitching coach is the one that came out, so. Let's see.
0: Uh, well, maybe TJ's just go ahead and crank one here, see how long he stares at it.
1: Well, he did one in the Super Regional. Yeah, he did change pitchers. He changed bringing in a lefty. Ah, was so scared. So I enjoy watching this team. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah they're definitely a lot of fun. Like like I said, I'm I'm ready to get everything hooked up out here. That way I can start catching all these midweek hey. games and everything else. So.
1: Well, anybody that hears, like, how much the clock is ruining Major League Baseball, don't listen. <laughs> it's amazing. No, it's, it's amazing. Two well, two Two and a half hours, you're in and out.
0: Well, you notice the people that are having trouble with it, right? It's all these older pitchers.
1: Yeah, right? the ones that's doing the same thing they do yeah, every year. That's
0: it. That's, that's where the adjustment has to come in. Uh, I was listening to uh, – I can't remember what podcast it was back a few days ago it was a major league baseball podcast though but they were talking about how you can tell in spring training games the guys that have been in the minors for a couple years you know this 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 has been in there for two or three years in the minors and and they get up Mm -hmm. there and they're just working 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 and then guys that have been in the majors ever since it's been put into effect they've never had to deal with it because they're still going through and you know shaking off multiple signs and stuff like that and then you look up and you're out of time already.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really really interesting because honestly, I, I saw somebody strike out in twenty seconds. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, and it's like that from
0: the start of the bat to the end. That's not a
1: yeah. Know, that's not like every yeah, couple pitches or but, something.
0: Um, that was yeah. Last like, year totality. it would be
1: quick. There, everybody be talking about how you're quick pitching yeah, me. Yeah, you're you, yeah. You're, you're not doing what you need to do. It's like. You just don't realize how much of that crap was just dragging the game. Like Dalen, um, he's he's a Cardinals fan. He's the birds and the bat. And when it comes to baseball, you know, yeah. he can, he can talk down to all of
2: us. Uh-huh. Uh,
1: but when it comes to modern baseball, that that really grabbed me. That and seven home runs in one game. Yeah,
0: did, but did you see the? Uh... Clip from this past weekend about the Tennessee hitter getting mad and complaining about a pitcher quick pitching him.
1: Uh, yes, I saw that, <laughs> and I am absolutely on team pitcher. A hundred percent.
0: If you uh, get in that box, let, you better he, be ready to hit. It.
1: He he threw it low. He did not throw it to him. Nope. Let players self. That's blitz. right. That is exactly right. You like I said, you can bat flip and you can celebrate home yep. runs as yeah. much as you're willing to take a ball yep. in the back. As much as you're willing, as much as you're willing to wear one, that's for sure.
0: And he mm-hmm. was he was about to wear one that day, but but like like you said though, he kind of did it right though. Because he threw it low, he threw it behind him, and there was
2: no mm-hmm. nothing that
0: was going to hurt him by any stretch. But it was like, come on, yeah. dude, you're if you're going to do this? Here I am. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. yeah. If you're if you're going to act crazy. Yep. And I bet you next next time at bat, whenever it goes down, he's ready a little bit quicker. That's exactly right. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, well, let's go ahead and get out of here. Thank you guys um, for tuning in today. This recording will be up this probably this weekend. We'll do a replay of it on the channel. I got an interview Friday morning with Charles Arbuckle, who is an ESPN analyst. Mm. I think he has seen Spencer Sanders, so I have questions about that. Okay. Um, you know, John Garcia, we're going to talk about Fred Clark. I'm interviewing him Thursday. And of course, um, we will have Tim Thomas on Thursday, uh, on Friday's show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they just called a ball with the bases Oh,
0: that'd be nice. Yeah,
1: so everybody advance 90 feet. Yep. There we go. 3-1. Oh, what he did. Yeah, he stepped off the rubber and um, did the fake throw thing to third, uh, but he didn't turn around. Yeah. yeah did you ever yeah, done? It like, no. yeah. But, like I said, we're going to put this up um, on the YouTube channel. Everybody have fun watching. Everybody have fun doing whatever they're doing. Do not – there's some people that take all of this way too seriously for us. We're just having trying to have a good time, and we're about commentary and perspectives on this channel. We are not about news. It's not necessarily timely. It's about what people are talking about. Yeah. So um, enjoy it. Have fun. Like I said, we're going to try and be out of spring football and lend us a little bit of a different perspective on it. But um, at the end of the day, um, we'll be able to do what we can do. But, you know, for Derek and Daylon, thank you guys and ladies very much for joining the show, and we will see you next week. Take care. Howdy, howdy.